Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the IdeaGen Global Podcast. Today we have with us Matt Siegelman, CEO of Burning Glass Technologies. Matt, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you, George. Great to have you on the podcast today, Matt. Matt is a leading labor market analytics firm with Burning Glass Technologies. He's leading up this incredible company. For more than a decade, he has led Burning Glass in harnessing the power of data and artificial intelligence technologies that have cracked the genetic code of the job market. Powered by the world's largest and most sophisticated database of jobs and talent, Burning Glass delivers real-time data and breakthrough planning tools that inform careers, define academic programs, and shape workforce. Burning Glass has helped to fill millions of jobs and its data drive initiatives for more than a dozen state and national governments. Matt is consulted frequently by national media, by researchers, the White House, and he's previously served with McKinsey & Company and Capital One. Graduate of Princeton University, he also has an MBA from Harvard University. Matt, welcome. What an exciting time to have you on this global podcast. Well, thank you so much. Really uh, looking forward to the conversation. Well, Matt, launching right into the interview, what originally inspired you to join Burning Glass Technologies? Well, it's been a long journey, and I think like the best of journeys, it started in India. Um, I was, uh, um, uh, this goes uh, many years back, probably uh, for the sake of of, uh, not disclosing my age, we we won't say exactly how long ago it was, but uh, I was working for uh, a large uh, consumer bank, uh, U.S.-based consumer bank, and and they sent me off to India to to figure out how we could start up a a credit card business in India. Um, And it turned out to be a really fascinating challenge. Uh, There were at the time, I think, something like 950 million Indians uh, I think only about 11 million of them had uh, any form of tax ID number. There were a lot of people whose last name was Gupta Singh or Patel, and there was no credit bureaus. Uh, and okay. So when you start thinking about, well, well, how do you actually figure out uh, who this is and whether they're credit worthy? It became a, not a business problem so much as a, a data problem. Um, and this was back in the day that before big data were cool. And, and so the question was, uh, really, could I figure out a way to bring together um, unorthodox data sets and connect them in a way that would give us a, a, a real view to patterns of people's behavior? Um, and shockingly, it worked. Uh, I, um, <laughs> at the time, I was dating somebody in Boston. I decided that um, I didn't want to move permanently to India uh, to uh, to lead the business, and so came back home, but but remained obsessed with this idea that um, you could really uh, uh, leverage data to understand the patterns that drive the world. Uh, and that's how I sort of met the the guys who had originally founded Burning Glass, a brilliant um, AI scientist, uh, number of them out of Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, and actually, they also had come out of the credit card business. They were leveraging. Uh, uh, technology. They were the name patent holders in a system that's used even now by I think something like two-thirds of the world's banks to monitor accounts for credit card fraud. Um, and uh, they had left that, decided that they want to apply that same idea to understanding the world of work. Um, and uh, that's how they started Burning Glass. 
uh, and um, uh, came to met them in that and, and took over the business back in 2002. But um, in a lot of ways, no matter how far we've traveled since then over the last 17 years, we've remained very true to this vision, which is a very powerful vision that if you want to understand uh, the world of work, if you want to understand how people move from job to job, if you want to understand where the, uh, to find the talent for your job or how to mobilize your workforce, you need to understand these not as, um, as, uh, um, as a rules-based problem. This isn't, there's no rules for, for that govern human behavior. You need to understand this is a pattern problem. Um, and that's been core to the work that we've been doing at Burning Glass ever since. What an incredible journey, certainly an incredible journey that, as you aptly described, I mean, began in India. So incredibly fascinating. And today we have with us as well our global vice president for operations, Christian Angelson. Christian, welcome. Thank you, George. And Matt, thank you for joining us. We're honored to have you on the show. It's great to talk to you, Christian. Matt, what was your journey like to get to where you are today? So, um, you know, it's, um, as I said before, it's been a long one, and right. it's been fascinating to me to see um, in this, um, this fabulous endeavor, which we call Burning Glass, to see how um, this has uh, evolved and, and changed while remaining consistent with some of those same goals and, and objectives. Um, you know, we all, as uh, any entrepreneur has, has, um, has his or her stories about um, all the uh, the times that were you know less elegant than they are today. Today we're we're 320 of of the smartest folks I've ever had the chance to work with, um, and spread out in a number of countries around the world. Um, but you know any entrepreneur has those those uh, uh, recollections of of times that you know we we had an office for a while in a uh, in a warehouse in an right above a olive warehouse and. Uh, and and uh, remember another time when clients were coming to visit and, uh, and we were were doing all of our best to posh things up and throw the uh, the boxes out on the fire escape before they came. But I think at a more substantive level, as I look at the evolutions that we've undergone, what's been um, most interesting is that you know we started with this idea that we can understand the patterns of of the world of work, and originally that focused us on the front door of companies. We said, okay, well, if you want to understand patterns, let's look at uh, who gets jobs, who doesn't get jobs, and let's be able to help companies sort through all of the resumes they receive and figure out who looks and smells like the person who's most likely to be successful in this job and help them um, you know, sort of elevate uh, those uh, people who are, who are best qualified at the top of the stack. We built technology that got broadly adopted. It's still used today. Um, and proud of that, but I think about uh, a dozen years ago or so, we stepped back and we said, wow, we've, we've built a great little business here. In fact, not so little anymore. Um, and the business is about helping change the way the job market works, by helping employers be a lot more efficient and effective. Well, wait a second. If we've done that so well, why is it still such a miserable business to recruit so, um, and I think actually one of the important things in, in any entrepreneurial journey is to make sure that you're stepping back to ask those questions periodically. And we looked at that question. We said, well, there's one of two possibilities here. Either, and I think the answer is both, 
um, the technology is not good enough because technology can always be better and should always uh, strive to get better. Or um, we're solving the wrong problem. And the problem that we were originally solving was, again, that sort of front door problem. It, it's, it's about the point of transaction in the job market. I have a job. I have the job open right now. And who right now is somebody I can put in front of this job and will do this job well? Or in the other direction, I'm looking for a job right now. And what are the jobs that happen to be open today? The bigger problem in the job market, which people often refer to as the skills gap, is really a problem of the fact that um, supply and demand in the job market don't often, often don't connect. That you have jobs, lots of jobs open at the same time that uh, there are lots of people looking for jobs and um, there's a mismatch that happens that holds them from, from actually meeting. Part of that is the point of transaction itself, but part of it is that the jobs that are open want different skills from the skills that people have and vice versa. And so that's the point at which we said, really what we need to solve is that problem. We need to make sure that all the participants in the job market, whether it be workers and learners on the one side, employers on the other side, uh, the intermediaries like universities and, and government agencies, have access to a market map. You can't transact in a market where there's no information, where it's a total vacuum. And that's what we've been dedicated to ever since. Um, and it's been fascinating to see how by staying with that core kernel of an idea that we, we started with, we've been able to move well beyond what we were originally doing to, to really change the world in important ways. Tremendous, Matt. And so what are some challenges that you have faced throughout your career? I think you've alluded to several. And how did you overcome them? Well, um, you know, I think, um, and, and as you said, there, there have been a, a lot of challenges along the way, not the least of which is that we set out to do something that hadn't been done before. You know, it, when there's a good market for, for buying, um, let's call it windshield wiper blades, and, and you say, hey, I'm going to make a better windshield wiper blade, and, and you probably could. Um, and by the way, I need them on my truck. Um, but... Um, people understand what a windshield wiper blade is, um, and they know how to evaluate whether one is good or not. Um, when you set out with an idea that's, uh, that's designed to um, really change the way markets work um, and to empower people in new ways, it's hard for people to understand what, that, what the true transformative power is, to understand what's valuable about it. And so it means that you have to, on the one hand, have a very strong vision for what, your, uh, for what this is about, and you need to be uh, passionate about articulating that vision and for how it can be transformative. But it also means more practically that you need to align that vision with, um, uh, with uh, uh, where people make decisions. In our case, our business is really about data at its core. And it's about giving people insight. But data and insight are only powerful to the extent that they align to processes by which people make decisions every day. Otherwise, it's just some nice ideas. And so it's really about how you make sure that you not only have that transformative vision, but you have a strong uh, view to and, and uh, application into where people make decisions 
into uh, the brass tacks of, of inserting uh, what you do into the way people operate. And it's also about making sure that you have the right level of humility to understand what you do well and what you don't. Um, in, uh, you know, to realize that no matter how impactful the transformation that you're, you're bringing to bear is, there's lots that you don't do. And it's important to be respectful, first of all, know, know those boundaries, to be articulate about, articulate about those boundaries, right? Like we don't, uh, you know, we, we, we don't sell something that toasts bread and, and doesn't put the butter on for you. Um, and you also need to make sure that you're being um, respectful of the, the processes and technologies and tools that do the rest of the job. Truly uh, incredible, Matt. Christian here again. Matt, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to yourself just starting out in your professional career? Um, well, I'm, I'm tempted to um, to, to uh, saying that that uh, some version of that Diddy Mama don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Uh, but I actually love my job, so uh, <laughs> it would be misplaced. Um, but I do think about uh, all the mistakes made along the way. And, and uh, I, I think a lot of it goes back to what we were just talking about. I think it's important to have that vision. Uh, and, but it's also important to be really focused on what the next step is. In some ways, it's, it's very much akin to uh, what we advise job seekers through our technologies all the time, which is set yourself a goal. Um, and know how to get there, but the imp most important step in getting there is the next step that you make. Um, from there, you're going to wind up pivoting. You're going to wind up um, discovering uh, that there's uh, new opportunities. You're going to be able to hear the market and, and, as Wayne Gretzky famously said, skate to where the puck is going. Um, but um, you need to make sure that you're doing both, that you're, you have a, a sense for where you're going and you have a sense for where the puck is going and, and you're getting ahead of it. Tremendous, Matt. Incredible perspectives. And we are at the point in this global podcast where we ask a question of all our interviewees, and that is, Matt, what are the three key lessons you have learned that have the potential to change the world? So um, in our work, we're, we develop a – we're lucky to have a very unique perspective that we've developed on uh, on the job market. And in a lot of ways, the job market is – is something that, that touches each of us. We all work. Um, we all want to work. And who works and who doesn't, who has good work and who doesn't, is one of the most important things for people's well-being, um, beyond just their ability to put food on the table. It means, uh, it means dignity and respect. Um, so I, I think about what we've learned from the billions of job postings that we've analyzed, of people's resumes and, and online profiles that we've studied, um, and what they tell us about uh, how the job market works and how people can, can work more effectively in that market. Um, the first thing that we've learned is that the job market itself is a misnomer. We're all used to thinking about jobs and job titles, but the job market is actually defined by skills. Um, and it's at that level of the skills that it takes to do jobs that jobs require that um, you're able to unlock opportunity for people, that, you, that people can get themselves ahead. It's also where the dynamism of the market is. We all hear about 
uh, all the jobs that are going to go away and the tremendous displacements are going to happen. But what we really see in our data is that even today's jobs are changing and changing fast. Um, and unless we look at that level of, of the skills it takes to do jobs and we can't help people um, uh, get ahead of the curve and make sure that they have the skills that they're going to need for their jobs, not just today but tomorrow. Um, the other thing, a, a second lesson that, that, uh, that I've learned is uh, that as much as uh, a look at the future of work puts a lot of uh, attention rightly on automation, on technology, on, uh, on software and coding, on big data, and a whole range of, of other hard-to-master skill sets that define the new economy. What we find defines the new economy even more is human skills. Um, the core skills of things like creativity and collaboration and writing uh, and problem-solving that um, have always been uh, um, the core of work and uh, which are the hallmarks of America's liberal arts uh, tradition um, and which one might think in an age that is increasingly tech-enabled and data-driven are going away. But in fact, what we're finding is that today, tomorrow's work is even more intensive of these skills. Um, and that means that's important implications for how we train people for, uh, for the jobs of the future. Um, because it means that just focusing on the technology um, is going to leave people behind. Um, this is actually an, an important outgrowth of automation itself, because as automation has been uh, taking hold, the things that are hardest to automate are the things which are most human. And so it's the interplay of human skills and technology and data skills um, that's defining the emergence of what we've come to refer to as, as a hybrid job market. And and higher education um, and education in general um, needs to adapt um, to enable to help people have both sets of skills. The third thing that we've learned is that disruption uh, and all the, the kind of displacement that's predicted for the future doesn't need to be a given. Um, on the one hand, we can look at the millions of people whose jobs are at risk, not only in the United States, but around the world. Um, and those displacements are real, um, they're impending, and they're things that we have to be very focused on. But what we found is that um, the job market, I was telling, mentioning before that jobs are defined by skills. And when you look at the genome of the job market, when we crack the sort of the genetic code of jobs, you can have a better understanding of how they relate to one another. And that allows you to see that in a lot of cases, in fact, um, some research we recently did uh, with the World Economic Forum called Toward a Reskilling Revolution, where we looked at what are the paths forward for people who are at high risk. And we found that actually most people who are at high automation risk have um, a lot of options that are within 6 to 12 training months. Um, and those options not only um, protect them from unemployment, but they actually um, in, on average, pay about $10,000 more per year. So automation could actually be a great opportunity for most workers if um, they pursue the right high-efficiency, um, close-range training based on the skills they have and the skills they'll need. Matt Siegelman, Burning Glass Technologies, Changing the World, Three Key Lessons that Have the Potential to Change the World. Matt, how can folks learn more about your work 
at Burning Glass Technologies. So we're uh, lucky to do a, a lot of research on things that are going on in the job market, and uh, so I'd uh, encourage people to come visit our website, burning-glass.com, um, and visit the research page. Um, and hopefully that will provide insights that will help people as uh, they build workforces or navigate their careers. Matt Siegelman, Burning Glass Technologies, changing the world. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.